Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome back. A brand new episode, a brand new month. We're in June 2020. I bet none of us thought that this is what our June would be looking like, but carrying on as we will, we'll get through 2020 together. And of course, we've got some beautiful nature's gifts to help us through that. Now, this week's episode is based on the question I got from someone who's in my oily inner family. So I have a bit of an oily family that we support and how to use their oils physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And she asked me a question. She'd been listening to another aromatherapist. And this aromatherapist believed that no one needs any more than 30 essential oils. Now, when I look at my essential oil box and I have about 130 in there, I'm kind of going, hmm, that made me think for a second. But I'm actually going to respectfully disagree with that aromatherapist, that do we need more than 30? Well, what you will find that in aromatherapy, there is a crossover in chemistry. So for example, lavender and bergamot and petit grain, three very different essential oils in their smell, but their chemistry is quite similar. So they're very great for helping. I find they're great for when we relax, getting a good night's sleep and so on. But sometimes I prefer the smell of bergamot, and I know people that don't like the smell of lavender. And so although we may only need 30 chemistry-wise, you've got to accommodate for personal preference and personal calling in that type of way. And so I think sometimes there is a need for more essential oils where there is even a double-up of chemistry or a similar effect. Now, as we dive into a more metaphysical approach, This is where every single oil is different. And I hate it when people go, oh, all citrus is the same, or all big trees are the same. No, that's kind of like saying all Geminis are the same, or even all women are the same, and that would get me definitely in trouble for sure. So when we're looking at essential oils on a deeper level, each plant has something special about it, different energies, different vibrations, and thus can help us on emotional levels for emotional healing and in spiritual ways very differently. So what we're going to dive in today is I'm going to explore some essential oils maybe that are beyond the common rose or frankincense or lavender or peppermint, all those ones that you probably know. Now, why I'm basing it on these nine different essential oils is I um, am a big fan of the company doTERRA essential oils. They're the largest essential oil company in the world. And why I love them is a couple of reasons. First of all, I love the amount of humanitarian work they do. They work with local farmers in countries all around the world. They don't own land and don't own farms. And they help support those farmers. And two-thirds of those countries are third world or developing nations. And doTERRA doesn't just help the farmer, they'll help the whole community. They do things with building schools and getting clean water to villages. They are big in stopping sex trafficking of children around the world, um, keeping girls in school, because in many countries, um, or some countries, I shouldn't say many, some countries, girls, when they start getting their period, are not welcome either at home or at school. And they start, they basically have to disappear for a week. And so they fall behind. Now, I remember watching an amazing documentary recently about climate change and saving the environment. And one scientist believed that educating girls and women is one of the best things we can do in fighting climate change as we go forward. So... doTERRA has released some new oils. I live in Australia. Many of you that are listening, thank you so much, are in Australia as well. So we have some new oils available to us. There's also some limited edition oils that doTERRA has out that they haven't been able to get a good relationship, well, they haven't been able to get a strong enough relationship to source enough oils to have that oil all the time. So we get it for a limited time. So we can try out these different oils and, and get to know them as well. So What I want to do is I want to dive through these nine different essential oils. Some of you may be wondering what on earth they are, but I want to show you how I'm using them on a weekly basis in my physical well-being. But also let's take a deep dive into why we'd want this oil on an emotional and a spiritual level as well. The first oil I want to talk about is black spruce. Now, this has to be, I'll probably say this about all the oils, but I swear 
The black spruce is one of my favourite essential oils. It comes from a big spruce tree up in the Northern Hemisphere, up in Canada, in fact. It has a, a real green smell, but a mystical green smell. It, it kind of carries me off into a mystical wood or that type of thing. Now, a lot of what you can tell about this essential oil comes from its Latin name, which is Picia Mariana. And that Mariana actually refers to Mother Mary. So I want you to think of this very nurturing tree. So where I use it physically is I have a tendency to try and do a lot. I'm a Gemini. I have a lot of different things I do. And sometimes I overcommit myself and I end up exhausting myself to the point that in January 2020, I was struggling to get out of bed. Um, in working with a naturopath, we realized that what had happened is I had been pumping out too much cortisol, which is kind of what helps you run at that erratic pace, and I basically exhausted my supplies, and it took me about two months to get back on track. Black spruce was an oil that I found diffusing it and rubbing it on the soles of my feet and over my kidneys, which, you know, obviously our adrenals are above our kidneys, really helped to replenish me. And so when I was feeling really fatigued, that had, was absolutely amazing. On a deeper level, where I love black spruce is for that real supporting. When you're feeling that you need kind of a big hug from the universe or a big hug from like a, a magical mother, that's what black spruce does. A term that comes into my mind whenever I am working with black spruce is the universe has my back. So it has that real comforting, supporting energy kind of cuddles you up, but at the same time, it also helps you to feel safe to go out and explore the world and to do what you need to do. Now, if we were to fly over a forest of black spruce and look down, you'd see the branches all branch out in different ways, and it kind of creates a star. So at night, when we have a field of stars above us in the sky, down below in a forest of black spruce, you'd see a field of stars reflecting. And so black spruce has a very much a energy of connecting with that wonderment of the universe and connecting with the stars. I want you to think about a time when you've sat outside and just looked at the stars and gone, wow, this, this world's amazing. And all the things that happen in this world are absolutely amazing. And black spruce helps us to reconnect with that wonder, to fall back in love with life, to reinvigorate ourselves with passion, but to do it in a nurturing kind of supported way rather than an erratic way. Like I was talking about how I used to be, um, I, I'm learning to slow down and to pace myself. So in order to not exhaust myself and black spruce has been really important for me in helping me not to go too fast, too much and overexert myself so that I always have that full cup to be able to give from my most. The other thing that black spruce is very much associated with is the understanding of how the universe works. So it's very much to do with if you're trying to understand any mathematics or study mathematics or any of the sciences or you're interested in sacred geometry, then black spruce is amazing for working with it in for bringing out that understanding. So if you've got even someone in your family is studying at school and that's one of their subjects, it's not a strong point, black spruce will definitely help with that as well. Now, I love when I'm working with essential oils, I love to bring in other gifts of nature and other energies as well. So I'm going to give you a crystal and a couple of other things that I would use um, these or each oil for. So black spruce, the crystal I'd work with is called Labradorite. Like the dog and like the place in Canada, that's where it's first found. Labradorite is a dark crystal, but when you move it in the light, you'll get these flashes of rainbows. There's actually a myth that an Inuit warrior once found some Labradorite, rammed his spear into it, and released the lights from the stone and created the Aurora Borealis. So a real mystical, magical kind of crystal. Really helps us open up to insights, open up to wonder, and can be quite protective as well. Really protective for people like ourselves that are on a spiritual path. And what I find when we get into this kind of path, it's not always that our family and our friends all hold our hands and we all skip down the spiritual path together. Sometimes we're seen as the black sheep or the weirdo or whatever. And Labradorite helps to uh, protect the black sheep or helps to protect you on your journey. Those that are familiar with the tarot, Labradorite resonates with the fool. The one who follows his heart and with reckless abandon does what he needs to do, goes on his own journey, even though others would call him foolish. So astrologically, I would link black spruce to the moon uh, and then the star sign Cancer. So because of that real nurturing energy of, um, 
of Cancer and that Cancerian sign. It's really good for that. And because Monday is ruled by the moon, Monday is your power day for working with this oil. So each day of the week is ruled by one of the planets and each one of these planets basically has a um, in ruling that day, that is when their powers are stronger. So if you're doing any magical working, like maybe with black spruce, you want to do something where you're feeling protected or you want to do something to help um, understand the sacred geometry or something, whatever that may be, Monday would be the power day to do that. That doesn't mean that the other six days a week you can't work with black spruce, but Monday would be your power day to work with it. The chakra that I would use black spruce for, because it helps open us up to the wonderment of the universe, I'd be using it for your higher chakras. So what I mean by that is those ones above the crown. So here we're looking at what's called the soul star chakra and the stellar gateway. These are ones that connect us not just with our personal spiritual mission, but connecting with our guides, with our angels, with the ancient wisdom of the past, all those kind of very galactical and mystical things. These are kind of finite chakras that have started to open up and we become more aware of them as humanity evolves and we might dive into them in a different podcast on what they are in a bit of a deeper level type of thing but black spruce really helps you connect with your guides and that type of thing as well moving on to celery seeds now this oil probably won't win the award for best smelling oil of the year but it's a really amazingly potent one there has been a craze in recent years of celery juicing, and I'll admit I tried it for a little while, but it seems that the price of celery has gone up since celery has become so popular, and we also were finding that we we're having problems storing it all. I had one friend who actually converted their bar fridge into a celery fridge because they just needed that much celery to actually make the celery juice. Now, one of the interesting things about celery is as a wild plant, before it was kind of turned into what we know today, it used to grow near watery marshes and it required a lot of more water to grow. And even to grow celery these days, a large amount of water is required and it's very absorbent. And even if you're getting organic celery, it is known as one of the dirtiest vegetables because it is so absorbent as well. One of the great things about doTERRA essential oils is not only do they test their oils, but they have a third party to test every single batch. So you're kind of guaranteed that you're really getting the real deal because there have been, I've seen several studies, anywhere between 75 and 90% of oils on the market are not what the label says. They're adulterated, they're another plant, they've got fillers in them and different things like that. With doTERRA, you're guaranteed to getting a pure oil from that plant. And so when I'm working with celery seed essential oil, I'm still getting many, you're not getting the mineral salts that you'll get from the celery juice, but you're getting many of the other benefits I find that when you're drinking um, celery juice. So what I've started doing is making my regular juice with whatever I want, I can have some celery in it, but I'll just add a drop or two of celery seed in there and that has a really similar effect for me and I, I love it. It's absolutely amazing in that way. Now this oil has a bit of a link to the planet of Neptune. And I was actually quite excited about this because Neptune being one of the far off planets, it hasn't got as much as a magical history as those planets that are able to be seen by the eye. And so Neptune doesn't have many planets that correspond with it. But because Neptune, of course, is ruled by the, or is named after the god of the oceans or god of the water, and celery being such a watery kind of plant, it has this strong link. So if you're a Pisces, guess what? Celery seed resonates with your Piscean energy. Now, that doesn't mean, again, that Pisces are the only ones who should work with celery seed. We all need to be a bit um, Piscean in some um, times. Maybe if you're a Virgo, which is the opposing sign to Pisces, Virgos like to have their structure, and sometimes they can be a bit too structured and a bit too organized, whereas Pisceans are that more dreamy and free. And so finding an equilibrium between your Virgo and your Piscean energy can be a really powerful thing to do. Others of us could also be a bit more dreamy, a bit more go with the flow and that type of thing. And that's when we can all tune into our Piscean energy and celery seed can help us to do that. So celery seed, all seed oils help us come back to our full potentiality. Like a seed is about to burst forth and bring out a plant, a seed is that potential. The seeds unlock potential within you. Celery seed unlocks your magical and your mystical potential. 
that kind of I want to imagine that you're in a big ocean, that life is a big ocean, and you're just floating around and doing whatever you want. That's kind of a bit of a Piscean Neptunian energy as well. Neptune, if he was, you know, if he was sitting in front of you, I want you to imagine probably this man with a long beard who's a bit spaced out, maybe been smoking a bit of pot. He's got rose-colored glasses on, and everything's beautiful. Neptune's to do with the arts and everything that is divine and 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 dreamlike in that type of state. So. This is what Celery Seed awakens in us, this ability to see beauty and the ability to see beauty within ourself. So why I love Celery Seed is Celery Seed is one of my favorite oils that I would recommend to anyone who is falling into a state of comparison, comparing themselves to other people, because what they've stopped seeing is the potential of their own individual magic. And Celery Seed helps us to unlock that. So a really amazing one in that type of way. Now, the crystal that I would uh, pair with celery seed is Neptunite. Neptunite, again, is about finding harmony in our relationships by honoring ourselves and honoring other people as well. When it comes to chakras, before we're talking about black spruce, the higher chakras, we're going to talk the lower chakras and the earth star chakra. Now, where is our base chakra? is associated with just keeping us grounded and our relationship with can we survive on this planet and fulfill our basic physical needs. Our Earth Star Chakra is associated with your connection to the Earth and every animal, every plant, any every human, even every crystal, the whole thing. It's that real nice sense of oneness. Now, when we think of the Earth Star Chakra, we often think about the bit of dirt beneath our feet where we're standing. But remember that around, I think, 70% of the planet is covered in water. And so that is part of Earth as well. And celery seed connects us to the oceans of the planet. So if you love the oceans, then celery seed can be used to help you tune into that spiritual nature of the oceans. And even if you're maybe in a landlocked place somewhere in the middle of the United States and you don't get to the ocean too often, but you miss it. You've got a bit of a mermaid energy within you that kind of misses the ocean. That's where celery seed can be absolutely amazing. The next oil I wanted to explore is citronella. Now you're probably familiar with citronella, probably from the dodgy cheap candles you get from hardware stores that repel insects and that was probably your experience with citronella. But this essential oil, this doTERRA citronella essential oil, is so much cleaner. It doesn't have that kind of petroleum kind of undertones that I find that those candles have. Really fresh, uplifting and lemony. Now, any oil that has a lemon scent. So here we're thinking about things like citronella, lemon, lemongrass, lemon myrtle, melissa, litsia, and so on. These are all oils of light. So they bring illumination. They bring clarity. They bring freedom into our life in different ways. Now, how I use citronella on a weekly basis. First of all, because it's such a cleansing and clearing oil, I love it. I will actually put a few drops on my kitchen benches when I'm cleaning them in the morning, and it gives a really fresh and uplifting smell. And, you know, my benches are nice and spotlessly clean as well. When I am outside, especially in the warmer months as well, I'll mix a bit of citronella um, with a bit of fractionated coconut oil and just rub that over um, my skin. And even if I'm sitting outside, I'll pop some citronella in a diffuser. And when I do that, I find that the mosquitoes and the other bugs just seem to leave me alone as well. One of the cool things that I've learned about citronella and I've started to apply it is... You know how around in the afternoon you start to get a little bit hungry and you like start going, oh, what can I eat? What kind of bad thing can I eat? I'm hungry. I can, you know, you start arguing with yourself on why you justify having something caffeinated or sugary. Well, citronella I've found to be really great for helping me to level out my appetite and to kind of quell it a little bit in that afternoon when I do have those cravings. So what I'll do because it's beautiful, lemony, uplifting scent as well, is I will put it in the diffuser in the afternoon, and I find that it stops those cravings. It's amazing for that as well. Now, let's look at citronella from a deeper level. Citronella, it's a grass. Um, It's associated with uh, or related to other essential oil plants, uh, such as lemongrass and palm rosa. But citronella, just like a lot of the time, you can look at what an oil does physically, and it's going to give you indications of its metaphysical properties. So I spoke before about I find citronella really good for being, you know, repelling insects and pests. Um, Well, it's really good for protecting you from other pests as well. 
And what we're talking about here is energetic pests, things that would drain you. Now, often I find in life, you could almost categorize everything in life into two categories, vampires and angels. Vampires are anything that suck the life out of you. Now, this can be people. And I know that there are people in your life that your phone rings, you look at that name, and you're like, oh, you don't want to talk to them. You know, and or you, after spending time with them, you just feel drained and exhausted. Now, it doesn't have to just be people. I know, for example, for me, a vampire is television. If I go, oh, I'll just watch television for a little while, anything I plan to do after that just doesn't get done because I end up going, oh, a bit more, a bit more. I can't be bothered. That kind of thing. It drains me. But then we have angels. I'm sure you have some angels in your life, people that when you spend time with them, you just feel better, more positive, more uplifted, more joyful, all that type of thing. Other things, maybe getting up, going to the gym, a walk in nature, all those types of things. That can lift you up as well. So where citronella comes in is it's really good for helping to shield you from vampires. It's energetic in that way. So you can actually put it in a little spray bottle and spritz it around you to defend you from people that would, or to detract and visualize people that would normally bug you, not having such an impact on you. It's also really good as well for if you tend to um, attract those type of people, working with citronella can help you to unfold. Why do I keep on attracting people or getting myself in situations that are draining me in that type of way? Citronella is going to be an amazing essential oil for anyone who is an empath. So an empath is someone who, tend to have the ability to tune into other people's energies. And when they haven't got it totally under control, they can find it a bit overwhelming around emotional people. Or if they're at a busy restaurant or a crowded concert or something like that, it really gets draining on them. So citronella is absolutely amazing for protecting empaths, for bringing up that shield. It harmonizes really beautifully with a crystal called kyanite. Now, if you're familiar with the crystals, you may have seen kyanite. It's normally blue but it does come in in other colors. And the color I love the most with citronella is green kyanite. So we actually find kyanite comes in four colors, black, blue, orange, and green. Now, what I find with empaths is when they feel and sense energy, they feel it in several kind of spots in their body. So they'll feel it around the gut. They'll get a gut feeling. And for this, the orange kyanite is really good. If they feel it in their mind, overwhelming the head then the blue or the indigo kyanite is really good but if you feel it in the heart or the chest in that kind of area that emotional pull then this is where green kyanite is absolutely great with that citronella so on a chakra level we're talking about all weird and wonderful chakras so far i want to introduce you to another chakra called the spleen chakra now, this resonates with a yellowy green, kind of a peridot green kind of color. It's on your left side around near your lower ribs. And this is known as an entry and exit point for chi or prana. So when we're talking about you know people draining the energy out of us, if we don't have a balanced spleen chakra, then we're going to run into problems. And this is where working with citronella, even mixing a little bit with fractionated coconut oil and putting a dab on there, around that area and massaging it on, seeing that ball of energy being strong and vibrant and not, you know, you're not losing too much energy through there can be really powerful. Citronella as well, as we start to eliminate all of these different um, pesky, dragging, draining influences from our lives, brings clarity. And it's really good for helping us have clear vision on where we're going. When we don't have any distractions anymore, then we can go forward. And citronella can actually bring up, if if you're one of these people that notices that you get rid of one distraction and another one comes, try meditating and contemplating and journaling even. Why is that so? Why do I keep on bringing in more distractions to keep me busy from something I'm meant to be doing or should be doing? Do you really want to do that? Is that in alignment with you? Because if you really want to do it, you'd be able to clear it out quite easily. And citronella can help us that work out what we really want to be doing. For that reason, it resonates with the planet Mercury. It resonates with the star sign Gemini, the sign of the intellect, the mind, learning, and thought. And Mercury rules the day Wednesday. So that is the best day to work with your citronella. Now, when you think about um, Neptune, Neptune rules Friday. So that was for our um, celery seed. I realize I forgot the day. So that's Friday. But our citronella is definitely the power day, the best day to work on that. 
look at seeing that shield of energy around you, spritzing that around you, Wednesday would be a great day to really strengthen that to the max. Okay, moving on to Heliochrysum. Now, Heliochrysum is this amazing yellow-flowered plant, and we get this essential oil from the flowers, these yellow flowers. The Heliochrysum plant is sometimes also known as Immortel, because when you pick the flowers, they never droop and die. They almost stay exactly the same. So they are known to be the flower that is immortal. And so this kind of, as we explore this oil, you'll see how that theme of immortality comes in a lot. Where I use Heliochrysum on a regular basis, I find it amazing for it is a healing oil. Now, all the oils, of course, are healing, but one, th one thing I had done in December is I had orthodontic surgery. So without getting too graphic, hopefully not eating your breakfast at the moment, but I had my upper jaw cut in half. And you can imagine that's quite an epic thing. It's to space up and make more room for my teeth, and we won't get into that. But... Massive swelling, massive pain, and all that type of thing. And healing chrysum was one of the oils I used, along with copaiba and frankincense. And I used that all over the swelling, all over my face, um, every day, ongoingly. And when I went back to see my surgeon after two weeks, he thought it had actually been four weeks since the surgery because of how quickly it had all healed. So amazing for that way for swelling. I also find if I cut myself shaving or something like that, I'll dab a bit of helichrysum on there, and pretty much instantly, it stops bleeding. Amazing. So it's really kind of, you know, I kind of nickname liquid stitches. It kind of stitches everything together and helps to get everything back to how it can be. Really great for anyone who's gone through any kind of serious wounding or healing on a physical level, but then on an emotional level as well. So helichrysum is a great healer of pain. If you have been through any pain in your life and that still hinders you today and holds you back in some way, then I would start working with Helichrysum. Helichrysum helps to go in there, bring things to the surface. Being a yellow flower is very much about it's connected to mercury being yellow. So working through that suffering, it works really well in conjunction with working with a professional therapist or counselor or whatever to kind of get through and logically understand what has happened in the past, embrace what has happened in the past, and, and to move on so that you are free from that pain and free from suffering. So really amazing in that way. And as you start to work with Helichrysum more, it helps you to start thinking about your legacy. So remember that we're all going to pass on one day, but we're going to leave something behind. Memories, work, children, whatever that may be. And Helichrysum is very much associated with connecting you with that idea that we are immortal, that pain is not something we have to carry forever, that we can shed that whenever we want. And although we physically aren't here forever, our echoes can continue to go out through the universe and helps you to really strengthen and be clear on what you want to do with that. Now, with that kind of theme of immortality as well, Helichrysum is an amazing essential oil for connecting with those that have departed. So if you're interested in mediumship or just connecting with your grandmother who passed away, then this helichrysum, anointed on the third eye chakra, can be a really great oil to use um, for that kind of work as well. The crystal that I love to bring in when I'm working with helichrysum, now this is probably more so for the, the healing aspect, is a crystal called ibis. Jasper. Now, Ibis Jasper, I-B-I-S, like the bird, it's a jasper that's found in Madagascar. It's kind of orange, and then it's got flecks of grey and yellow and red in it. It's actually formed, it was just some jasper, and then due to the amount of movement on Madagascar, the jasper would break, and it would grow back together, and then break and grow back together. This is my favourite essential oil for the healing, sorry, not essential oil, my favourite crystal, Ibis Jasper is my favourite crystal for the healing of trauma because just like the ibis jasper experienced trauma it grew back together but it grew back together stronger and so it's about learning from our experiences learning from our sufferings of the past and how we can reverse that and actually make that a source of empowerment we see lots of people lots of people that have made a name for themselves in this world have left a big legacy and many of them came from unfortunate 
beginnings or circumstances and they turned that around and they were triumphant and heliochrism and ibis jasper can really help you with that if you are interested in that more mediumship aspect there is another crystal called hackmanite hackmanite is this cool crystal it starts off kind of plain gray or white and when it's exposed to the sun it flares up and turns purple so i don't know if you remember those hypercolor t-shirts that were around probably in the 80s well this is like a hypercolor t-shirt in a crystal so hackmanite really great for helping you to see the unseen and helps with mediumship as well as i said before because this is a yellow flower any yellow flower essential oil is normally associated with mercury this is another one associated with Gemini. Again, working through this oil really helps you to work through the process of what's happened in the past so that you can logically understand it and get through it in that type of way. So it has an influence, again, with that Gemini energy and the solar plexus chakra. So our solar plexus chakra is at the base of your sternum. It resonates with the color yellow. It's about, I call it in the sun. And you know, when it's underactive, we hide our sun away from the world and we slouch and that type of thing. And then we want to start to open up and stand up straight and we let our, uh, our light shine brightly. And that's exactly what heliochrism helps you to do. When we've suffered, we hide away and then we shed that pain and we become glorious in who we are and even empowered by who we are. And heliochrism, anointed on the solar plexus chakra, or inhaled while visualizing the yellow ball of light in the solar plexus chakra is a real great combination of helping to empower us and bring back our inner strength. The next oil I want to share with you is an oil called Hanoki. Now this is a species of cypress found primarily in Japan and there it has been revered and honored for a long long time. As a cypress tree what it's renowned for is how upright and strong it grows very sturdy and very straight and so it's been used for building a lot of buildings especially spiritual temples there's like a pagoda in japan that was built in 600 ad and is still standing strong so it has this real sustainable um, durability about it so that's a tree now often we're familiar with cypress essential oils and these are gifted to us from the leaves of the tree but this Hanuki essential oil comes from the wood of this species. Now, what you may be thinking is, oh, wow, essential oil from a tree. They're probably chopping down trees left, right and center so we can all have this oil at home. But this is not the case. Because of how much the Japanese revere Hanuki, the management of this species is governed by the government. And they, you know, there is a forestry um, kind of regulation or whatever that governs how many can be chopped down and it's all kind of managed so it's sustainable and what happens is doTERRA actually comes in and after the lumber industry has kind of cut their planks to make their buildings and their temples and that type of thing they'll take the sawdust they'll steam distill that and that is where we get the hanuki essential oil so what i love is something that would normally just be thrown away and be a waste byproduct is now actually really used and we get to celebrate and use that Hanoki essential oil has been used traditionally in Japan and one of the beautiful ways to use it and how I'd recommend you give it a shot as well is just popping a couple of drops in the bath. So the feeling of Hanoki, it has this real quite calm and serene energy about it. And remember, cypress oils are associated with, um, with death. There's a bit of a, a, a European myth about Suprasios, who was a gorgeous young man accidentally killed a stag deer who was his best friend and asked the god Apollo for him to go into the underworld but um, Apollo was fond of Surprisios and didn't want to lose him either so he turned him into the cypress tree roots going deep into the ground rest of the tree pointing up towards the heavens so it could be with Surprisios could be with his deer in the underworld but also up with the gods pointing up to the heavens as well so you'll find especially in eastern European areas cypress trees planted all around cemeteries and so on so very much so, the, the Hanoki as well has this kind of energy of immortality and longevity of the soul and all that kind of connection as well. So this is a real kind of serious oil, but I find, and it's a re I know it's a really stereotypical word, but I can't think of a better word to describe, but I find it has a real zen effect on me. So it really helps to calm, but not kind of calm where I'm off to sleep necessarily, but more center me like that strength of that big tree that you know is used that wood is used for those temples and that type of thing 
that's the kind of influence you're going to have. So love it in a bath. I love it on my skin. I actually will put a drop or two with my nighttime moisturizer and rub that into my face. And I find that really helps with my skin. I also love it at night to kind of send to me and I will mix it with other sleep oils or just by itself. And I'll either um, pop it with some fractionated coconut oil and rub it on the soles of my feet or pop it in the diffuser. And it's just a really quite blissful one. Or if you want to create a bit of a sacred space or create your home into a bit more of a temple feeling, diffuse it. Or again, put it in a spritzer and spritz it around as well. Hanoki works really well with the throat chakra. Now, the throat chakra, we often think of about self-expression, communication. And as I work with my throat chakra, I'll be able to speak more and say what I want to say and do all that type of thing. Hanoki takes you on a different path with the throat chakra. I call it the oil or its gift that it gives us is wise words. So what it teaches us, and as we work with Hanoki, is that we can use our words to manifest our life. One of my favorite sayings is the wisest man is the one who speaks last because someone who stops and listens to everyone else's perspective first can then angle their message or explain what they need to say in a way that will be well received. You know, often we speak just to get it out, but what impact do we want to have from speaking? And I'd even question you to consider that maybe even on social media. Why? Do you post something on social media? What 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 do you want to contribute to the greater good? And that's what I'm constantly asking myself. Is this of value to other people? Or is it just me wanting to be heard because I'm feeling unheard for some reason? So Hinoki helps you to, instead of speaking more or speaking loudly, sometimes even helps you to slow down and to speak softly. Because when you quieten down, people actually will stop and listen to you a bit more. And to speak with wisdom and to say things that will be powerful. Now, every time we speak as well, remember that our words, your words, they're energy. You would have learnt in high school science that energy can't be created or destroyed. It only changes form. So when we have a thought, or when we speak, we put that energy out into the world. Now, I want you to think of every word you speak is a seed that lands along the path that you're walking in life and will one day germinate and grow so what kind of seeds are you throwing out into your future are you throwing out a whole bunch of seeds that are weeds and they're just going to grow and be like disappointed and drudgery and all that type of thing or are you speaking of positivity and goals and a hopeful future and different things like that and i'm not saying start speaking positively today and tomorrow will be chipper sometimes it takes time but what are you focusing on are you focusing on your life or you're too busy worrying about other people's lives, or something else in general. So Hinoki is very much about let's focus on what we can powerfully dictate and create in this world. Remember also that what we speak and what we actually ask for tells the universe what we need. Sometimes I think people treat the universe like a waiter, and the waiter comes, or the universe comes, and says, what can I get you? And you're like, well, I don't want a salad, and I don't want a soup. And the waiter goes back to the kitchen going, I don't know what to get them. So Hanuki actually helps us to be really clear and concise and wise with our use of words. And so this is a really beautiful one. If you really want to empower your throat chakra, expand your throat chakra in a way that you are more effective in the way that you communicate. It does also encourage listening because the more we listen, the more we can hear and the more we can learn. We don't learn too much when we're talking. The crystal I love to pair Hanoki with is one called Blue Barite, B-A-R-I-T-E. And this is an amazing crystal that, again, really brings in that higher form of communication. Being blue works really well with the throat chakra as well. So compare, working with those two together can be really great. Astrologically, I would link Hanoki to the sign of Capricorn. Now, what I love about Capricorns is their devotion to their career. So those that maybe get caught up too much in the emotional journey of other people and don't worry about themselves and what their legacy will be, that's where Hanoki is going to be great. And Capricorn energy is great for actually that. Cancerians are our opposite energy. Cancerians are those carers about everyone else and that mothering family kind of orientation, whereas Capricorn is more that career. So again, 
all of us, regardless of our star sign, want to find a balance between caring about other people and our family, but also making sure that we're leaving a legacy in the world and providing for the world and making a contribution to the world. So Capricorn is ruled by the planet Saturn. How we know Saturn, it's got the rings around it. And some people look at Saturn and go, oh, that's because it's all about confinement and restriction. I prefer to use the word discipline. When we're disciplined, we have regulations, we have guidelines, and we stick to them. And that allows us to achieve what we want to achieve. Motivation will wane. It's really hard to keep yourself motivated all the time, but discipline is just, I'm going to do it regardless of how I feel. You know, if I only went to the gym when I was motivated, I'd probably go two days a week. But that discipline of just going keeps me going six days a week and that type of thing. So Hanuk is really, really good for bringing in that kind of energy of being disciplined, focused, and making a difference in the world and being potent and powerful and effective in how you make that difference in the world as well. So these are some really, hopefully you're enjoying this exploration of these unusual essential oils and you're starting to see, oh, okay, I can see a place for how I'd use these different oils in my life. We're going to take a break and when we come back, got some other exciting ones that i'm really excited to share with you about including one that's native to australia that is very dear to my heart welcome back now we're going to dive into an essential oil that i'm really passionate about it's known from doTERRA as lemon eucalyptus now it's not a blend of lemon oil and eucalyptus oil in australia we'd commonly know this plant as lemon scented gum so if you checked out my podcast atlantis and lemuria I talked about the eucalyptus trees a little bit in there, and the eucalyptus trees are kind of these guardians of that Lemurian energy. And there are so many, there's 600, over 600 species of eucalyptus trees. Many of them give us all different amazing essential oils. So whereas up in the Northern Hemisphere, we have all these different spruces and firs and pines and cedars and so on that give us these essential oils, eucalyptus, all one big family, we're all united together. We each have our light, which is very much a Lemurian energy as well. So why I love the lemon eucalyptus or the lemon-scented gum is it grows in different parts of Australia, but it has one of those homely smells for me. I'm sure wherever you live in the world, there are certain smells that just remind you of home, especially if you don't live at home anymore. And when we have hot weather in Australia, but it starts raining, the lemon eucalyptus trees will release their oil and you can just smell it this beautiful uplifting so lemon eucalyptus although is native to australia this is one of the few oils that doTERRA does not source from a native country we don't get it from australia we get it from kenya which if you kind of float around the globe it's around the same level the reason we do this is because we're able to make a bigger difference in kenya the way that land ownership ha works is not everyone owns their land. There are many people that live on the land and have lived on the same piece of land for generation upon generation. But because they've never bought it or purchased it, the government actually has the ability to take it off them at any point. So doTERRA is working with these local farmers that are farming lemon eucalyptus for us and providing it all around the world to generate an income so that they can actually buy that land and secure the home that they've had for generations as well, which is really quite beautiful and touching in that type of way. So this is an amazing essential oil. Again, a lemon-scented oil. Um, it's like happiness in a bottle, really. Any of these lemon-scented oils will help to bring more light into your life in different ways. And that's exactly where I love this lemon eucalyptus. So where I use it on a regular basis on the weekend, I love to wipe down and clean down my house. It's amazing because it brings that happiness all throughout the house. Amazing in that way. It's also another one I'll play. I like to mix around my oils. So I was talking about citronella before, and um, you know, stopping insects bugging me. I find lemon eucalyptus really good for that as well. So, but cleaning down benches. What I like to do is again. Here's this argument with um, you know. I'm not arguing with another aromatherapist, but I started the show talking about we only need 30 oils. Each oil, although has similar chemistry, does have slight different chemistry as well. And as you know, just like maybe in pharmaceuticals, we go to the doctor, they give us a tablet, say, we'll see how this goes for you. But if that doesn't work, come back in two weeks and we'll try something slightly different. It's the same with oils. So you can rely on one oil to clean your house, to wipe down your benches, to help you get to sleep, all those different things. But 
rotating your oils brings in different chemistry into your body and into your home so that you're getting all these different things and you'll find that you're getting it's like we just you know we, we know we have to eat vegetables every day but we don't just eat cabbage all the time do we we have all different ones because we get a little bit from all different ones same with the essential oils i really like it in that way so that's why i use them in a physical way it's another one that i love cleaning my house with so really nice for that um, and especially because I live in the bush, there's bugs and ants and all around, and this late they seem to leave us alone a little bit more when we use things like lemon eucalyptus. Okay, what are we going to use lemon eucalyptus for on a deeper level? We're going to use this for optimism. That is the gift of this oil. It brings out and helps you to see the silver lining in every cloud. Now, humans, we're meaning-making machines. What we do is we decide what is good, and what is bad and sometimes we write such a story around something that was bad that it causes us to suffer long after that event has been think about this you and i we go and see a movie we see exactly the same movie i love it and you think it's rubbish so is a movie good or is it rubbish or is it just what it is and we attach our meaning to it that's an example of what I mean of us being these meaning-making machines. Lemon eucalyptus can help us to look at a situation that is causing us distress and to find the good points in it. To just write a different story. It doesn't change what's happened. It just changes the way we look at it and to find that positivity as well. It also helps us connect with our inner joy. A lot of the time we allow the burdens of life to kind of bury our joy or we actually don't allow ourselves to do what brings us joy until we've kind of got through all the burdens of the day or the obligations and that type of thing these big strong eucalyptuses really help us to stand strong in what's important to us and what and that is our own happiness because happiness and joy when we're experiencing those kind of sensations that is your soul that is your spirit going this is in alignment with what is on your path keep going keep doing this it feels good go with that in that type of way lemon eucalyptus helps you to rectify that come back into that alignment and to be back in track with your soul alignment it also being a, a, a eucalyptus lovely for the breath breathing in taking those night deep, deep breaths as well i love it for my respiratory system i feel when i've got a eucalyptus whether it be this or any of the other eucalyptuses when that's in my diffuser or if i rub it on my chest I just breathe a lot deeper and I can, of course, that's not only our ability when we breathe well to breathe in um, oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide, but it's also our ability to breathe in life. So lemon eucalyptus allows us to take in more happiness. How could your life be happier? How could it be better? You know, one of my favorite sayings um, that one of our fellow team members in my oily inner um, circle that she taught me, her name's Libby Walmire. Amazing. Follow her on Instagram. And she taught me this term, how does it get better than this? And I think it comes from the basis of access bars, which is I'm not even gonna try and explain access bars because I can't explain <laughs> I don't know it that well, but I know it's great. How does it get better than this? Because each time we say to the universe, Oh, wow, it doesn't get better than this, or oh my god, this is the best, or this is the pinnacle, we're capping it. Does that make sense? Lemon eucalyptus is very much, how does it get better? How can I breathe in? How can I take in even a better improvement in life? How can I grow in that way more? So really, really exciting. Lemon eucalyptus also has a bit, because it's got a bit of a playful lemony scent, amazing for connecting with either the angelic realms, also the fae, the fairy realms as well. If you want to bring in a crystal to help you with that, especially with the fairy realms, Lemon chrysoprase, which is a common Australian crystal. Chrysoprase is normally green. Lemon chrysoprase tends to be a bit more of a lemony color, which works really well with our lemon eucalyptus. So pair those two together. Chrysoprase has a real childlike, fey, kind of joyous energy that allows you to be a bit more playful and lighten up and also to let go of any darks and more troublesome thoughts or energies or suffering and that type of thing as well. So it works really well in that way. Astrologically, I would pair lemon eucalyptus with um, the sun because of that joyness and that solar kind of energy. The flowers are slightly yellow as well, um, a little bit whitey yellow kind of thing, but this also brings in a bit more of a bit of mercury, but overall more of a sun energy. So the ruling day would be Sunday and the star sign Leo. 
Now think about Leos and that Leo energy. They love to be in the spotlight. They're big hearted, but they're also about leisure. My partner is a Leo and just like the lions that you see, they'll work very, very hard, very hard working. But when they've done enough work for what they say is enough, oh, they collapse on the couch and they couldn't possibly do another thing. It's just too exhausting now. You know, like we see the lion after he's been hunting or, you know, the women, normally the lionesses go hunting, don't they? The lion just waits and goes and eats and comes back and that kind of thing. But we mock that. And I know I mock that in Leo's that they'll just lay around when they've had enough doing work. But really, it's an honourable trait because many of us will keep working and working and working and working. We don't know when to stop and have that leisure. So tuning in with our Leo aspect of having that balance about leisure and pleasure and, you know, the importance of that childlike playfulness and time with family in that kind of way, that's very much all Leo energy. So we can all bring that in. Of course, this is also another one. We're talking about joy. We're thinking about empowerment. This is another solar plexus chakra oil. So really good for that as well. From one lemon plant to another lemon plant and another Australian classic, this is lemon myrtle essential oil. Lemon myrtle essential oil, again, has a very different lemon kind of aroma, but still in that lemony kind of category compared to lemon eucalyptus. And again, I absolutely love this oil. Now, one of the chemical constituents of lemon myrtle is something called citrol. So citrol is found in oils such as lemongrass, and it's renowned, citrol is renowned for being really detoxifying. So where I work lemon myrtle into my life, I will try and get it Um, in me, on me, and around me as much as possible to detox. I love it for, again, it's another one I love to clean the house with. I love those lemony scents. There's a lot of house cleaning tips today. Um, But also, the lemon myrtle from um, from doTERRA is fine to add to beverages or food. So you can actually put a drop or two in, and we give you training on how to use these oils properly in that type of way. And what you can do is you can actually flavor different things and then you're going to receive all those beautiful um, benefits as well. I find when I'm using lemon myrtle immune-wise and respiratory-wise in the diffuser, I just feel so much better. So I love it for those different things. So lemon myrtle is another oil that's going to work with the solar plexus chakra. There's a lot of solar plexus chakra stuff at the moment. Now, as again... Um, when my previous podcast, when we were talking about Lemuria, we're talking about everyone being equal in the energy of Lemuria. And so the plants of the Lemurian area, including Australia especially, have that real Lemurian energy. Now, the gift that lemon myrtle brings us is mateship. So mateship is a bit of an Australian term, but you know we have a term in Australia of the tall poppy syndrome. And what that means is we don't like a tall poppy. We cut down a tall poppy. So anyone who thinks they're better than us. So lemon myrtle is a great one for actually equalizing relationships and helping people to get along in different ways. So whenever you want to cleanse a space, even if there's been like an argument or something like that, or there's a bit of dispute, or people aren't getting along for some reason, bring in lemon myrtle. Happiness, light, illumination, seeing what's important, these are all aspects of lemon myrtle in a beautiful way. So I love to diffuse it. It's a beautiful one to diffuse Um, just when there will be a social gathering, but especially if you're worried or if there tends to be a bit of tension between people, really great. Also really great for yourself to anoint on your solar plexus chakra to help you either to settle down if you're feeling angry or frustrated at someone or berating someone, either in, in your head, or if you don't feel good enough. This is a real nice uplifting one. It's got a bit of an angelic kind of sense as well. It'll lift you up and, and give you confidence so that as you go out in the world, socially, you can feel a bit more confident as well. So, you know, some people feel a bit, um, you know, a bit of social anxiety or anything like that. This would be an oil that, give this a try. I think it'd be amazing for helping with that type of thing. Lemon myrtle is really nice as well for helping you to embrace those close relationships and get more out of them. The crystal that I connect with this is angelite. So of course, lemon myrtle has that angel ability and angelite does help us hear and connect with the angelic realms, but also helps us to be more angelic in our lives in the way of being an angel to other people. And remember I was talking about vampires and angels before? Angelite will really help you to be a lot more, I guess, kind of loving and caring and, um, 
you know considerate and aware of what other people are and when we when we meet people and when we listen to people um as an equal then we get along and we have creative um we can create a lot more and collaborate a lot more and that type of thing so lemon myrtle is amazing for that um pair it with your angel light so that you're a good listener and you can really hear the heart song of other people and be of service and work in collaboration with what resonates with them as well astrologically i would put lemon myrtle with mercury again mercury is getting a good good run today and that's the star sign gemini Geminis are also known as the social butterflies. They they have the ability to, one minute they'll be rolling on the floor pretending to be a pig in mud with some four-year-olds and then the next they'll be debating with professors on you know the beginning of the universe. They have this ability to meet everyone where they're at and to adapt in that type of way. And Lemon Myrtle will help you to do that and bring out that Gemini nature regardless of who you are. Lemon Myrtle also helps us to be present in the moment. And this is good for the opposing sign of Gemini, which is Sagittarius, which Sagittarians plan for the future. And they're always looking in the future. And sometimes they forget to put in the details or put in the plans to get to that dream. So Lemon Myrtle could be really good if you have a lot of Sagittarian energy in you as well. Um, of course, as I said before, Lemon Myrtle works really well with the um, with the solar plexus chakra. So a really good one to anoint on there. Um whenever you need to kind of equalize and bring a bit of balance to that energy center. Our next oil that I wanted to explore with you today is called Neoli, N-I-A-O-U-L-I. Now, Neoli is part of the Melaleuca family. It's Melaleuca quinquinervia. Now, you may sometimes hear tea tree essential oil referred to as Melaleuca essential oil. Now, Melaleuca is a whole big family, and tea tree is just one of that family, and Neoli is another. How do they compare? Well, they're very similar, but I find that Neoli aroma a bit more complex, a bit softer and a bit more gentle. And also I use Neoli similar to tea tree, but I find it's a lot softer and gentler. So tea tree is a renowned for being amazing for anything to do with the skin. So if I have an insect bite or a cut or a scrape, I use it, I call it like nature's Dettol tea tree. Now, if you've got a bit of sensitive skin or, you know, elderly skin or young people's skin, you know, my young um, godson, who's only five, if he cuts himself, I normally use Neoli rather than tea tree on that to, um, you know, to clean that all up and that type of thing. So really nice and soft and gentle in that way. But I also find that it does really help. Neoli is another great one. Again, another cleaning one. And I also love this one in the diffuser. I feel that I breathe a lot clearer with it as well. So when I think of Neoli, now Neoli is native another plant native to australia also native to papua new guinea and new caledonia and when one thing i must share with you it has several other names and one of the names is punk tree now i don't know why we're calling it neoli because if i knew i had an oil that was called punk tree isn't that a nice powerful kind of name anyway punk tree or neoli amazing essential oil um i wanted to think of recalibration it really helps to clean, you know, the tea trees have all this astringent kind of aroma and so their energy is astringent, stripping away things that don't serve us. Whereas tea tree essential oil is really good for stripping away issues around nurturing and mothering. This is more just about any kind of debris that's sitting around. I want you to imagine when you're working with Neoli, a golden light comes down, cleanses out everything that doesn't serve you anymore and brings in new replacements in that type of way. Really good for helping you connect with your um, with your angels, with your guides in that type of way, but a really powerful one as well for bringing in abundance. Now, when we think of abundance, we often think straight away we go to money, financial abundance, but abundance can be abundant opportunities, abundance of friends, abundance of joy, all the different types of abundance. So a crystal that you can bring in to really harness that kind of abundance is pyrite. Pyrite is a golden crystal, and golden crystals are amazing for bringing in abundance, but pyrite naturally grows in perfect cube shapes. And any crystal that grows in a cube shape is about order and structure and building on success. So Neoli comes and cleanses that all this rubbish and then gets everything organized and recalibrates everything, and pyrite, with its nice golden structure, gets everything in order. So when we get our life in order, when we get rid of everything that's not serving us anymore, then we can start to be more successful. It's really good for clearing out the clutter. So a really good combination in that type of way. I find Neoli, it does have white flowers. It's that gentle, soft tea tree still. 
although we're talking about golden light and abundance and all that kind of thing, it doesn't do it in a forceful kind of aggressive way. It's a lot more gentle. And so it resonates with the moon. Um, I would definitely link it as well to um, the star sign Cancer, that more nurturing as well. Um, and it works really well with the solar plexus. So we've got a lot of solar plexus oils at the moment, which is, you know, maybe there is a lot of power struggles happening in the world at the moment. We see what's happening on the news um, in different places like the United States, and there is an inequality of power. So we do need to focus on our solar plexus chakra a lot at the moment and becoming equal with everyone. That's what I spoke about in the Atlantis versus Lemuria podcast as well. So if you haven't listened to that one, I've plugged it three times now. Go back and check that out. Um, but this is a real big need for us as well. Final oil we're going to talk about, Palmarosa. Palmarosa is related to our citronella that we spoke to before and also related to lemongrass, which you're probably familiar with. However, this grass, which is steam distilled as well, when it's steam distilled, the essential oil that it gives us is highest than called geranol. Now, geranol is what makes geranium and rose have that really kind of floral, beautiful smell. So although we'd think of we get a lemony kind of grass like the citronella and the lemongrass, in fact, it smells more rosy. And for centuries, different traders have used um, palm rosa to actually adulterate and stretch out their supplies of rose because they smell so similar. And it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more affordable to actually produce than actually produce essential oil from rose. Now, I'm going to give you a word of warning. When I first got my Palmarosa from doTERRA, I was a little bit disappointed when I smelt it in the bottle. I experienced Palmarosa 25 years ago when I first got into essential oils, and I had this beautiful one that I loved diffusing, and I loved the aroma of it and that. And when I smelt the one in the bottle from doTERRA, you've got to remember you've got a really pure concentrate in that bottle. It smelled a bit like straw. And Vanessa Jean, who I wrote my book, Gifts of the Essential Oils with, said it reminds her of a clean horse stable. Now, that may not really smell like roses, or you may not be visualizing um, or sensing roses in that. But when you get it out of the bottle, diffuse it, pop it on your hand, breathe it in, that's when you get this rose smell. And I've actually become really obsessed with it over the last few days and been diffusing it a lot. Where else I use it and what I love palm rosa for? Skin care. And I find, you know, we're going into winter here in the Southern Hemisphere and we spend a lot more time inside with climate control and air conditioning and all that type of thing. And I love to use oils with that geranol in it. And I find they really help me, my skin to stay kind of, you know, nice and lush and not dry out too much. So I'll just pop a drop or two on my hands and I will then mix that with my night moisturizer and rub that in. And, you know, it does its magic in that kind of way as well. So love, that's how I use Palm Rosa on a regular basis. So how are we going to use it on a deeper level? Well, we've got that lemongrass blade. Remember we're talking about, and Palm Rosa is very similar. So think of these long blades of grass. Then, what else has a blade? A sword. So I often refer to lemongrass as my sword of light. It's cleansing and clearing. It's got that citrol in it that we talked about with lemon myrtle. It clears away everything that doesn't serve us body, mind, and spirit. So if lemongrass is your sword of light, palm rosa is your sword of love. And that's exactly what I use palm rosa for. It is for warriors of love. It is for anyone out there who has been hurt by love, but refuses to give up on love. It is a beautiful essential oil to really help heal heartbreak and also to be a bit more clear with the heart. Now, in that loving feeling episode a couple of weeks ago, we talked about there's different um, planets going into retrograde about love. So at the moment, we have Venus and Cupido in retrograde, and coming up soon, Amor is going into retrograde as well. So love is going to be testing for us, and you may have noticed that in the last few weeks that you've started to make some inquiries or become a bit more introspective or curious about your relationship. Palm Rosa is really good for helping us become really clear on what we want in love and what we don't. Do I want to get into this relationship? Do I want to stay in this relationship? Do I want to leave this relationship? Also helps us to discern as well that fine line between compromise and sacrifice. And what I mean by that is compromise is, you know, we get to choose what, what we watch on television one night and I get to choose the other. Or you choose where we eat and so on kind of thing and we take turns. Sacrifice is where you keep giving of yourself 
so that a partner or someone else in your life can be happy just to keep the peace. And you end up giving of yourself to the point where you don't have any input or you don't ever get listened to or you don't get your choice or you don't get to do what you do and you become a shell and almost a servant to that partner. That's an extreme example. This is where Palm Rose is really good for helping us to get that judgment of what is fair and what is not. So that's why I really love Palm Rosa for that real clarity. Healing of Heartbreak, it's going to be absolutely amazing for as well. Um, also really good for leading with the heart. If you need to drop into a heart, um, really good for Librans especially. I love it for Librans um, for helping them to get that real clarity of the heart. But also the Geminis and the Aquarians or anyone who tends to be more of a thinker than a feeler. It helps you actually listen to the heart, listen to the feelings, be a bit more empathetic in that type of thing and really get clear on that. It works really well with the crystal Alexandrite. Now we're talking about one crystal that changes color um, before and that's when it's exposed to sunlight. Alexandrite, a bit of a rarer crystal, but in natural daylight, it's green. If you take it in, in under candlelight, it actually looks red, or red, kind of a pinky red. So it's kind of those two sides of the heart and we associate green and pink with the heart chakra. Alexandrite allows you to look at both sides of the heart and to be fair in those decisions. Uh, Palm Rosa is definitely a Venus-ruled um, essential oil. So Venus rules the day Friday, so that's the best day to work with your um, Palm Rosa. And Libra, the sign Libra, which is a sign of relationships and keeping harmony in all relationships, is definitely where we would use Palm Rosa. Palm Rosa works really well, of course, with the heart chakra, obviously. So those are nine different essential oils. Definitely not your common ones, but all really exciting and I hope that I've given you a few different ideas especially on those deeper metaphysical levels of how maybe you might be able to work with these and how they might have been um, you know they each have a different gift that they can give us in that type of way I'd love to know you know my contact details are in the description of this podcast so please you know reach out to me if you have any questions if you'd like me to clarify anything I'd love to know which oils you've you know really resonated with you or how you've been using them as well Plus, this whole idea about talking about these oils was based on one of my um, one of my team members in my oily um, inner circle asking me, "How many oils do we need? Do we just need thirty? And I was like, "No, we need them all." And I'm going to tell you why. And this is why we need these nine unusual oils. And hopefully, um, I've been able to kind of justify that um, throughout this podcast. But if you have any other question that you'd love me to explore and flesh out. Shoot me a, drop me a line, shoot me an email, and I'm more than happy to, you know, we'll expand on that. We can turn your question into a whole show, and you can find that out as well. If you'd like to know more about where to get doTERRA essential oils, when you join doTERRA, you become a doTERRA member, and you join a doTERRA family, and it's that family's job to look after you. So I've assembled a team, not just myself, but people that specialize in everything from oils for pets and babies and kids and mental health and emotional health and detox cleaning and autoimmune disorders and kids on the spectrum and all that that can support you and guide you through using your oils as well. So if you're interested in that as well, as I said before, my contact details are below. Reach out to me and more than happy to help you out and let you know how we can support you in that way. Until we meet again, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I hope you found it really insightful and I look forward to spending some more time with you again next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram, as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.